Hi friend, welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. I'm your host, Stephanie. And really quickly, before you listen to the interview today, I just want to say that I'm sending you a big hug. I'm here for you. If I can pray for you in any way, please reach out to me. My email's in the show notes, and you can find me on Instagram as well. I just want you to know that you're not alone, and God sees you, and you're going to get through this time. Okay, so my guest today, Ashley Spriggs, is such a fabulous mama. I love chatting with her. I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. In part one, we're talking about mom shaming and why we do it and how we need to choose community and watch the words we say, especially in front of our kids. And yeah, just enjoy friends. Welcome in, Ashley. I'm happy to have you here. (laughs) Hi, I'm so excited. Me too. So we're talking about mom shaming today, and Mm -hmm. it's a pretty intense topic. And um, before we dive in, I would love for people to learn a little bit about you and your family and what you do. Yeah, definitely. Well, my name is Ashley. Um, My husband and I have been married for six and a half years. Um, We live in Phoenix, Arizona. It's February, which means it's cool for us still, even though it's 75 outside, it's, we're in hoodies. (laughs) And so, um, our kids are in jackets. And so we have two kids, Liam and Lucy, and they are three and one. And so it's super fun. We have a very full life. My husband's a pastor at a church here. He's a youth pastor. Um, and I have my own company that I am actually launching this year. I guess you could say it's formally launched. It's just, there's no website attached to it just yet. Cause that's obviously the nitty gritty details, but um, it's called Pivot Media and I do PR and podcast management. So yeah, it's super fun. Nice. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. And I love how we're connected and, you know, just getting to work together and this whole podcasting world is super fun to be a part of. And yeah, yeah. I'm just glad to have you here. So let's just start talking about mom shaming. Like why do moms do this? Um, yeah, (laughs) what, what are we doing and what does it mean to mom shame? Like it's judging people, but it's something deeper, right? Yeah, definitely. Like mom shaming is such a hard topic to talk about. So it's, this is such a good episode. This is just such a good conversation and I'm excited to see the conversations that spark from this and mm-hmm. the moms in that are listening, like the conversations you guys have with the moms in your life. And I don't know, mom shaming is definitely deeper than just um, a comparison thing. I think we often blanket mom shaming as like, nope, it's because I'm comparing my kids to her kids or she's comparing hers to mine. But I think at the end of the day, it's the insecurity in our own parenting and our own like way that we choose to be a mom and carry that title and that role and that responsibility. And so at the end of the day, it's way deeper than just comparison and judging. Like that is just, I feel like the tip of the iceberg, like there's so much more underneath to unpack. And it really does come down to insecurities. It comes down to, I'm not confident. I, um, I want to be the best. And so in order to be the best, we fit into what culture tells us to do, which is tear the other person down. And it's so counter what we should be doing. Because mom communities, um, they should be the ones rallying the tightest. Like our arms should be linked the strongest. And unfortunately, it's just not what it is. And culture has fed us all these lies about how um, moms should compare themselves and all these things and what you do and what I do and formula and breastfeeding and like Mm -hmm. vaccinations and not vaccinations. Like there's so many hot topics when it comes to mom communities that if anything, like 
moms, we should rally around each other and go, you are raising children job well done, because that is a big job and big shoes to fill. And the fact that you're doing it, regardless if I agree with it or not, you're doing it and you're doing, excuse me, you're doing a good job. And that's all that matters. You're doing a good job. And I feel like mom shaming, it shouldn't exist. And it does. And I wish I had the answer as to why, but again, like the deeper issue isn't just judging it's insecurities and it's trying to be the best when really like just rally and encourage each other because we're all doing our best. Mm-hmm. I agree. And what you said, formula versus breastfeeding, it's interesting because before I became a mom, I think, and most of us probably identify with this, we have all these preconceived notions about what mm. it means to be a mom and the decisions we're going to make, and this is what we're going to do, and this is what we're not going to do. And I'm yep. sure most people were like, oh, yeah, my little baby's never going to watch any TV. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm going to breastfeed until they're two. And, you know, yeah. I very may, I very may well do that with my little one-year-old. Um, he's going strong breastfeeding. But when my first, my little three-year-old, she was just had a really hard time nursing. It was miserable. Come to find out when she was three months old, I found out she had a tongue tie. Oh my goodness. It was just (laughs) this whole nightmare. It was crazy. And I never liked breastfeeding and I felt so much guilt and shame about it. I felt so badly and I feel bad saying this, but I kind of judged moms who who used a bottle because I thought, oh, they weren't trying hard enough. And then Mm -hmm. isn't that awful that I thought that, but I'm just being really honest and transparent and saying, hey, I- these thoughts cross my mind. And I think it's good to be honest with ourselves about our thoughts and like challenge them. So when I went through this, I was like, oh my goodness, I had no Mm -hmm. idea what this was like and how hard and how maybe not natural breastfeeding can be. And so long story short, we got the tongue tie fixed. She was on the bottle. We did formula. And actually I saw a therapist and she kept asking me like, why are you so afraid of formula? Do you feel like you failed (laughs) if you did that? And I was like, yes, I do. But you know, my daughter thrived on formula. Great. And then my son is the opposite. He's never taken a bottle. He's only been on me. Like it's just hilarious. They are night and day. Yeah. They're both happy kids. They're both healthy kids. Everything is fine. So I think we put so much pressure on ourselves as moms. And I think, Mm -hmm. like you said, it's that insecurity you feel like you're not doing a good enough job and maybe you look over there and you feel like, whoa, that mom is doing such a good job, but there must be something else wrong with her. Like, let Mm -hmm. me look and find something that's not so great about her because then it'll make me feel better about myself. Like, we can't just recognize, hey, she's doing a great job over there. I'm doing a great job over here. We're all doing our best. So I like what you said about rallying around each other. And I think being, you know, almost three and a half years of, of being in this motherhood game, you know, with my daughter, <laughs> almost three and a half, like having her yeah. out in the world and um, doing this mom thing. It's like, I've realized that the community is huge. And yeah. I yeah. think, I think the shaming can happen when you don't have a good community, when people don't hold you accountable, or when you don't really mm. like challenge your thoughts. I think that's, a big one, challenging like those thoughts mm-hmm. that you have in your mind because everyone yeah. has judgmental thoughts. Like that's just mm-hmm. part of being human. Like you think things, but then yeah, gotta kind of look at it and challenge it and think about, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah. And I like, 
I can so feel you. It sounds like our kids are the exact same where my three-year-old <laughs> son like was terrible and we ended up doing exclusive pumping for six months and like Ugh. that's hard work. It's yes. hard work to like be on a feeding schedule and a pumping schedule and it's just like so much. And so um, he was in the NICU for the first like week of his life and we had so many issues. Like there were just back to back for like three months. And so I just felt so defeated postpartum depression set in. I did not have a community at all around me and I'm an Enneagram eight. And so I will, and so all that to say that I can put my mind to something as an Enneagram eight and I'm like my best community because all I need is my mindset to shift. And I feel like I can conquer the world. Mm -hmm. Um, so it is a perk of being an Enneagram eight, but I will never forget the moment that I decided that my relationship with my son meant more to me than the pressure I was putting on myself to be the poster mom, the mom that was breastfeeding, the mom that wasn't putting him in front of the TV, the mom that when he was crying was just hugging him and literally loving him when really inside, I was like, I want to cry. I just released that pressure and it was a mindset, but I'll never forget when I stood at the target aisle and I walked the first time I decided I'm going to go buy formula and I'm going to buy it myself and I'm going to be okay with this. Like I looked down the aisle and I saw another mom standing there and she was buying formula too. And I just went over and I felt so confident because it felt so good to see another mom choosing what I was choosing. Um, mm -hmm. It's almost like that moment where you're like, oh, I can totally do this. There's somebody else doing it with me. You're right. It's mm -hmm. the community aspect. And it was nobody that I knew. It was a complete stranger. But Target really does bring moms together. Like we go there and we don't know each other. But we leave best friends because Target yes. does that. Um, yes. Great advertising on their end. But um, yeah, so I walked up to the Target aisle and I saw her and I just felt this like instant rush of peace that like I am an incredible mom. And the choice that I'm about to make to pick up that formula and to put it in my kid's bottle and feed it to him is good. And it's a good choice because my relationship with him matters to me. And I don't want him fighting me and resenting me and growing up to hate me. And I remember looking at her and I just turned again, we have no relationship. I picked up my formula and I was like, you use the same kind. And she's like, yeah. And then we started this whole conversation around mom shaming and, and how we both struggled to get to this place. And her son was six months old and mine was three at the time, three months old at the time. And it was just so relieving to just stand there and target with a total stranger after I had made this huge mindset adjustment that I'm a good mom and have a pat on my back from someone that wasn't necessarily a part of my community because she was my friend, but a part of my community because she was also a mom. And I think there's strength in that. Like, sure, we can have people in our world physically that are moms with us that are like our actual friends that are in the season like we have play dates, all those things. But I think there's a lot to be spoken with like online communities or target communities, if you want to call them that. Like mm -hmm. there's so much power to be spoken and just like a soft and gentle like encouragement when you see another mom walking in the park or you see another mom in target or you're online and you see a mom post a photo of her breastfeeding your child, cheer them on. Even if it wasn't your choice, even if it's not what you would do, just cheer them on because they're doing the best that they can. Like they're they're raising a human. And I think that is enough in the world. Like that's enough. Whatever choices you make within that, like the fact that you're raising a child is enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you kind of alluded to it here, but I'm wondering, like, what do you think we can do? Um, like cheering each other on. So that's part of yeah. it. Um, but how can we start a movement? Like, how can we stop this shaming? Like, how can we stop this, I don't know, I'll call it the shame mm -hmm. cycle, like just yeah. perpetuating 
this within the mom community? Like how yeah. can we instead work on creating the community? Like maybe in real life with our friends that we, you know, associate our church community yeah, um, at the park. And then also, like you said, random moms at the store. <laughs> yeah. I really do think it comes down to like the power of encouragement. I think it comes down to the power of using your voice. And I know that that's like an overused statement, but it cannot be overused in this sense. I think like mom shaming is no different. Encouraging a mom is no different. Like the power of our voice is so important. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's cliche again, but it starts with you and it starts with how are you talking about other moms? How are you talking about them to their face behind their back? Like when you see something on social media and you might not agree with it, um, how are you talking about it? Because even just like in the conversations you're having about someone that you know, or don't know is it just tells a lot. Like when you're sitting in, in a community, let's say you're sitting at a small group at church and you're all talking about it. And then someone brings up like their decision to vaccinate or not. Like, I don't think that we should tear each other down for decisions that we have the right to make as moms. And as the ones that have been placed with the trust and the care of our children, like that is God put our kids with us and he trusted us with them and trusts us to make the best choice. And I think there's also this, it's the power of encouragement, but it's also the power of just rallying around and just being present. You don't need to say something necessarily. You don't need to voice your opinion. Like we live in a world where everyone has an opinion and everybody puts it online. And I think that there is beauty in that, but I think that there's the side that isn't so beautiful. And it's the side that is um, demeaning and dehumanizing and tearing people down. And so sometimes it's the power of just being present. Sometimes it's the power of just sitting in the circle of moms and listening to how they talk and offering a smile and saying like, Hey, job well done. You don't have to say you agree or disagree with their decision, but just telling them good job. Great job, mom. Like just encouraging them and rallying them Mm -hmm. on. And sometimes it's just, like I said, the power of just being there, like the power of just being a part of a mom community. Like there is so much power in community and whether you vocalize things or you don't like just being present and being around other moms who are on the journey with you, like that alone is comforting. Like when I was in postpartum depression with um, Liam, my three month old back when he was three months. um, (laughs) So crazy. He turns three like next Monday, February 24th. And I'm like, crazy. What happened? Um, But I'll never forget how lonely it felt because I just didn't have other moms sitting with me. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, the feeling of a mom, like you don't necessarily need to talk about it. You don't need to like extrovert your entire day when you're at target, but like just Mm -hmm. being around people and like having people standing in your presence that just get what you're going through. Like, you don't have to say anything, but you just like, know and you get it. There Mm -hmm. is such power in that. And sometimes it's going and sitting at the park and you might not say it to them out loud, but it's like cheering on other moms inside because the more you can shift your mindset and shift your heart toward mom community, that's going to bleed out. That's going to bleed out in the life around you in such a positive way. It's going to bring a peace to the room, like the power of your presence. It'll bring a peace to the room that might feel chaotic, that might feel um, disruptive. It'll bring peace to online community. Like you're just liking Mm -hmm. someone's post. Like, yeah, sure. We talk about likes and how they are all for show and all that. But there's power in that when you're liking someone's post and just cheering them on, like, well done. That's so good. And I, we just can't eliminate those little subtle things that we could do on the day to day. Yeah, I agree. And I think I like that you shared about words and about presence, because those are two sides um, mm-hmm. of a coin. Like on the one hand, like what we say really does matter. Words are so powerful 
And, you know, I'm a huge advocate of affirmations and the words we tell ourselves either, you know, silently in our head or out loud or things we speak to people. Yes, that is all very important. But I like this other element of like being present. And don't you feel like sometimes when you're with somebody, it's almost like this unspoken, like, I see you, mama. I see you there. Like you're doing (laughs) it like at Target or at Safeway or like anywhere that, you know, Rayleigh's, like anything, dollar store, like there's any of these stores. It's like you, you can create that mom community wherever you go at the park. Like, I think that subtle, just smile or that knowing look that you give a mom, especially I think in those moments where their kids are not behaving quote well or whatever, they're being kids. Um, you know, it's close (laughs) to lunchtime and they're hungry and they're losing it and you're just trying to get through the store. Um, Mm -hmm. and so just that knowing look of like, you're, you're doing your best. Like, yeah. It's okay that you forgot the snacks. Like yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. You yeah. know, we're just all doing Absolutely. our best each day. And I think, yeah, that yeah. presence, I really like that element yeah. of it. There's such power in that. Like, I mean, okay. Think about this. People who drive Jeeps. Okay. They like do this weird wave thing. You know what I'm talking about? Like <laughs> no, they do I this weird, about that. you don't know. So no. I learned this from somebody who just bought a Jeep in my world. And they were telling me how like, there's a Jeep wave. And I'm like, what is that? Like, I was so confused. And they were like, yeah, it's like when you're driving by someone else who is driving a Jeep, you have your hand on your steering wheel and you just lift up like your two, your two, like two of your fingers and you just wave. I'm like, what? do you know them? They're like, no. And I'm like, <laughs> that's weird. And so, but they're like, no, it's a community thing. Like we all have a Jeep. Like I see you. And it's the same thing with moms. Like it's mm-hmm. the subtle smile. Like you don't know what's going on in her world and her heart and her home. Like a smile can go a long way. And that's presence. Mm-hmm. Like that's just being like standing in the middle of an aisle at a grocery store and just looking down and smiling. Or I always love one of my favorite things whenever I take my kids to the store with me is I love like when other moms are like walking by me with their car of kids <laughs> and mm-hmm. my kids are like waving and like my daughter literally waves at everybody right now. And so she's saying, hi, like she's waving and she goes ah, ah, for babies. And so like, it's so cute. And it's my favorite thing. Cause we don't have to say anything, but mm-hmm. our kids are even connecting. And that right there mm-hmm. is speaking life into the next generation of kids of like, we're all in this together. You guys are all little toddlers running us wild and you're all in this together. And you're probably thinking in your head, Oh, what'd you do today? You know, like mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's an unspoken community and it's a beautiful community to be a part of. I just wish that it was more positive sometimes and you know all that so yeah and I think I like what you said about kids connecting because I think something I want to say here is that our kids hear what we're saying about others yeah our kids hear what we're saying at playdates um how we're talking about other moms they hear the conversations we have with our spouse with other family members they're Mm -hmm. listening and I think that is something to really keep in mind if we want to shift you know, the, this shaming to community instead, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the judgment to then partnering together, linking arms and, mm-hmm. and building each other up. Like our kids are watching and they're listening. Yeah. And that's again, not to make anyone feel guilty if they vent and say something they shouldn't say in front of their kids, but to just be mindful. And I yeah. think, um, yeah, just thinking about like the words you say, like not just to your kids, but around your kids because mm-hmm. they they have the best hearing, right? I mean, they yeah, yeah. it's so true. 
everything. It goes in, they mm-hmm. process it in their little minds. And I think, you know, we're raising the next generation. So if we want this to change, I definitely yeah. think that speaking more positively about other moms mm-hmm. in front of our kids is something that's really powerful that can, you know, possibly help the next generation. That's it for part one. Part two is ready for you, friend. Bye for now.